Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Today I'm going to be talking about the FBI and whether or not these threats against the FBI are real or are they constructed constructed to garner sympathy for the agency or more likely constructed to further demonize Trump supporters and label members of the MAGA movement as domestic terrorists. I'm also going to be talking about Alex Berenson, the former New York Times reporter who was banned from Twitter for telling the truth about COVID and the COVID vaccine. Now, apparently he sued Twitter and during discovery, we found out that it was actually the White House who directed Twitter to ban him. I'm also gonna be talking about the World Economic Forum and their plan to use AI to police online abuse. I'll be talking about these stories and more coming up right now. The word of the day is lawfare. The use of the law by a country against its enemies is by challenging the legality of military or foreign policy. Well, lawfare now has expanded And this is from Wikipedia. Lawfare is the use of legal systems and institutions to damage or delegitimize an opponent or to deter individuals' use of their legal rights. The term may also refer to the use of the legal system and principles against an enemy, such as by damaging or delegitimizing them, wasting their time and money, or winning a public relations victory. Alternatively, it may describe a tactic used by repressive regimes to label and discourage civil society or individuals from claiming their legal rights via national or international legal systems. This is especially common in situations where individuals and civil society use nonviolent methods to highlight or oppose discrimination, corruption, lack of democracy, limiting freedom of speech, violations of human rights, violations of international humanitarian law. So I do have a reading recommendation today. Lawfare as a weapon of war. And the description for this book says, international military interventions endanger soldier and civilian lives can be financially costly and risk spiraling out of control. One incident which exemplified the risk involved a U.S. and U.K. wish to stop a Russian ship from delivering helicopter gunships to the Assad regime in Syria in 2012, forcibly intercepting a Russian ship to transit could have risked World War III. So they developed an alternative, non-confrontational maneuver instead of military intervention. The U.K. persuaded 
the ship's insurer, London Standard Club, to withdraw the ship's insurance using legal means. So there are many ways to use legal means to undermine your opponent. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Um, This is from Business Insider. Trump is privately pushing the theory, the attack on an Ohio FBI office by a Trump supporter, a supposed Trump supporter, was a false flag. Former President Donald Trump is suggesting that those around him, to those around him, that one of his supporters who was shot dead attempting to breach an FBI building was actually part of a false flag operation. Now, I have said this because it, it, it doesn't seem right. It stinks to high heaven that a guy purportedly tried to get into the FBI office. It wasn't sure if he was armed or not, but he was trying to get into a secure area and then left. And then this man apparently was pursued by police or a man was pursued by police in his car and shot to death. Trump has been publicly silent about the armed man who on August 11th tried to enter the FBI office near Cincinnati prompting a standoff with police, which we have no evidence actually occurred. They say this guy's name is Ricky Schiffer and that he's been on the agency's radar for some time. And then apparently he posted on Truth Social Trump's site uh, about wanting to commit violence and to scrap... uh, describing what he wanted to do on the forum. So if you really want to perpetrate an attack, not saying that you should, I'm saying you shouldn't, but it's counterintuitive to post your intentions online and then go do it. Because if anybody might be monitoring you, like apparently this guy was on the radar, that they'd know you were trying to do something like that. And maybe they'd let you do it. Or maybe it's all a construct. Schiffer might have actually been someone acting to discredit Trump supporters. Per Rolling Stone, the sources described him as a false flag theory, the idea for which there is no evidence, is reminiscent of false flag claims that Trump most fervent online supporters, those spread across far right. Uh, The point I'm trying to make is it would benefit the FBI and the establishment, the deep state or the administrative state, to perpetrate such a thing. And since there's a lack of evidence that's available for the public to see, I consider it unlikely to be an organic event. It seems synthetic to me. I don't know, but we're going to go through a couple more right now. So this is from the Gateway Pundit. Man killed in standoff after trying to break into Ohio FBI building was on radar of federal authorities for months because he might have attended a Trump rally. The man now identified as Navy veteran Ricky Schiffer, so he was in the Navy, so he could very well be sheep-dipped. That might likely have been the case that this guy, uh, although he's, I think he's a real person, at least a person that was shot to death, because I saw uh, interviews of people that knew the guy, so that leads me to believe that it was a real person. But like I said before, the FBI could call local law enforcement, say, you know, here's this guy, he just tried to break into our office armed, 
and he's driving this car and he's located here or what have you. And then the police respond and end up shooting the guy. But since the guy is dead, there won't be a trial, so we won't really see any evidence. So it gets memory hold, all the evidence. This is from the Daily Mail. Refield, shooter who slammed car into barricade near U.S. Capitol before opening fire and killing himself is 29-year-old drug addict who had been arrested for making terrorist threats. Now, I'd talked about this before, that it seems very similar to the Miriam Carey event where someone is dry, she drove to the White House and just slammed into the barricades trying to get into a secure area with her motor vehicle and then was shot to death. This guy shot himself. Seems a little bit like mind control. Uh, you know, we, we don't know. We don't even know if, the, you know, to be honest with you, there's no independent verification that this actually even existed, that this event even happened. So we don't know. So to me... It seems like a lot of demonization is going on and that it's hard to prove that these events are even organic. They say this guy, Richard York, is a lifelong criminal who was dead after he drove his car into a barricade near the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. and then began firing gunshots in the air as he emerged from the vehicle, from the burning car that he lit on fire. So York has a criminal record mainly in Pennsylvania going back to 2012 in a statement identifying York. It's not really clear why he chose to drive to the Capitol Capitol complex. So with a lot of these instances, um, there lacks motivation. And so that's a red flag right there. Not a false flag, but a red flag. So that's a red flag. Also, not having evidence of a violent event that supposedly occurred, that's another red flag. You know, if there's no video or eyewitness testimony or still pictures of bullet holes or or something, uh, when there's no evidence and they just come out and claim that an event happened or happened in a certain way, it's very likely that, especially... You know, if it's put out there by uh, an agency, a three-letter agency that isn't really trusted, we don't know. So we're moving to the next story here. This is from Fox. FBI bulletin warns of dirty bomb threat, increasing calls for civil war after raid of Mar-a-Lago. So you might have seen online is that what happened is is that Trump supporters were really mad about the raid in Mar-a-Lago. So it needs to be spun in a PR stunt or PR several stunts that the FBI and DHS start just releasing stuff and go, they're, you know, people are planning a civil war. Uh, the MAGA supporters are violent. Do we know this? We don't really know this. And are you going to trust the FBI or the Department of Homeland Security? From a bulletin that states, one particular threat involved placement of a so-called dirty bomb in front of FBI cor- headquarters. Wouldn't that be convenient? The thing about a dirty bomb is there's no, there might be an explosion, but the real threat is supposedly radioactive. So it's very easy to clear out an area saying there's a bomb threat. Oh, it's a dirty bomb went off. It's all, uh, all there's radiation. Everyone be scared and, and just stay away from here. Who knows if this threat is actually real? I say no. Other people have brought up that it's unlikely that, um, Patriots, MAGA supporters, Trump supporters had the wherewithal to put this type of device together. 
I think all these threats are, or most of the violent threats are manufactured because people involved in the movement know that any violent rhetoric or actual violence is counterproductive to the movement. You know, if, if you're part of a movement that promotes liberty and you're going to do things to put yourself in jail, well, that's counterintuitive because you won't have liberty if you're in a hole somewhere, in a jail cell. And that's where they put you so far down that you won't be able to talk to anybody. General calls for civil war and armed rebellion have also increased in recent days on social media. I have also heard these and heard, uh, I have anecdotal uh, reports, friends of mine, coworkers of my wives are saying, is it time for the civil war? It's like, what are people doing? This is really counterproductive. You have to beat them politically. And if they're cheating, you don't cheat back. You need to expose the cheat. So we'll see what happens with that. So they talk about this guy, Ricky Schiffer, which is going to be the go-to because he's dead. And so he can't refute anything they say about him. And they'll go to some of these other things that they're going to attribute to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Threats of civil war in the U.S. grow after FBI raided Trump's home. And this is from the U.K. Metro. And they say that many of these uh, events are going on still. In a leaked bulletin, the Department of Homeland Security said warnings in the wake of... Can we see? You mean the, the establishment, the established security state um, is telling us that people are threatening the established security state. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that? That seems a little ridiculous. This is the newest one from CBS Pittsburgh. Mercer County man accused of threatening to kill FBI agents after Mar-a-Lago search. A Mercer County man is facing... A Mercer County man is facing charges for allegedly threatening to slaughter FBI agents after a search of former President Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. A 46-year-old man, Adam Beast, is charged with influence peddling, uh, influencing, impeding, or retaliating against federal law officers. According to prosecutors, Bees made multiple th threats on Gab. Writing everyone who works for the FBI from the director down to the janitor who cleans the expletive toilets deserve to die. Hey, feds, we are the people that cannot wait to water the trees of liberty with your blood. I'll be waiting for you to kick down my door. Um, like I said, any sort of rhetoric like this online, on social media, what, what are you, a poser? What are you trying to do? You know, if you have any intention of retaliating or even combating authorities, which is unwise and counterproductive, that you should just keep that to yourself. But if you're a poser, I guess, trying to be tough, you know, do it, do whatever you want, but you're being counterproductive or you're glowing. You're working for the FBI doing this, whoever you may or may not be. This guy, Bees, doesn't say much about who he is. This is from the Bozeman Chronicle. They give you a little more information. Adam Bees faces one count of influencing, impeding, or retaliating against federal law enforcement. 
Here we go. Bees, who works as a travel adventure photographer under the professional alias Adam Kenneth Campbell, first came to the FBI's attention due to a series of threats he began posting on the right-wing platform Gab two days after Mar-a-Lago. It was not clear from court filings whether he had retained an attorney. Blank focus. According to a criminal complaint filed in a case, the Bureau's domestic terrorism tracking group flagged posts from his account blank focus, including one in which he said the only goal was to kill as many agents as he could before he dropped. And then it says some of Hey Feds. We already, we already went over what he said, but let me tell you something. Is that a guy who works as a travel and adventure photographer under an alias sounds like a spook, like CIA. Because this alias and this cover as travel adventure photographer would let you move from country to country um, with a camera and doing whatever uh, and not be questioned. So the fact that this guy... um, has an alias and is a travel adventure photographer leads me to believe, and that the fact that he's posting all this crap leads me to believe that he goes on. This is good because it it gives us a lot. Um, I threw away my 25 year career in software marketing after refusing the coronavirus vaccine, me as well, in order to pursue a career, career as an international troll funded by my own art. So, a backstory like this gives some credibility in the movement. We don't know if that's if this is true. His professional photography website features a lengthy history of his disappointment with various jobs he's previously held and financial instability he blames on forces shaping the American economy. He had disgruntled incendiary di- diatribes. Armed rebellion, civil war, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I say this guy is is glowing. I I don't believe it in a minute. Because now there's been a parade of instances as we just um, chronicled. So moving on, uh, Alex Berenson, if you didn't know, was a White House reporter, excuse me, New York Times reporter, and reported here in The New American, the White House told Twitter to ban me for challenging COVID vax narrative. Smoking gun messages from inside Twitter show the White House pushed the leftist social media giant to shut down Alex Berenson, a former New York Times science scribe who played a key role in discrediting the deep state's China virus and vaccine narratives. And Twitter did ban him. But in a recent lawsuit, he was reinstated. And this is in Discovery. This is where he got all this information. This is from OutKick. Alex Berenson posts documents that showed Biden administration pressuring Twitter to ban him. Berenson uh, posted the documents on Friday showing Twitter employees in April 2021 discussing a meeting with Adam Slavitt, senior advisor to President Biden's COVID response team. Slavitt called Berenson the epicenter of disinformation. And it turns out all of Alex Berenson's information was correct. And he was just echoing most of the stuff we were... We, I already knew, but it's great to have somebody like that who is a renowned journalist and is out there um, putting the evidence out. But some of us who had been reading the evidence, we already knew all this. From the Daily Caller, Biden administration secretly 
pressured Twitter to ban prominent critic for COVID takes. And we know exactly what happened here. Twitter suspended Barrison's account 20, on August 28, 2021 for a tweet they later acknowledged didn't violate their rules then reinstated him in July as part of a settlement in Barrison's lawsuit against the company. According to documents, the White House had pressured Twitter to remove him four months before his suspension. Barrison had drawn flack from both liberals and conservatives over his reporting. He had been a por- polarizing figure online for his analysis of the COVID-19 pandemic and Biden administration's response and the vaccine. I mean, all of the, the stuff we already knew, um, he was just reporting on. And now it's common knowledge. So the, the COVID vaccine is unlikely to give you long-lasting protection. Again, from the Daily Caller, World Economic Forum wants to use AI to automatically censor speech on the internet. The World Economic Forum proposed a new way of censoring online content that requires a small group of experts to train artificial intelligence on identifying misinformation, like maybe Alex Berenson's misinformation, and abusive content. The WEF published an article Wednesday outlining a plan to overcome frequent instances of child abuse, extremism, disinformation, hate speech, and fraud online, which the organization said cannot be handled by human trust and safety teams. The WEF proposed an AI-driven method of moderating online content where subject matter experts could provide training sets to the AI so it could learn to recognize and flag or restrict content that human moderators would deem dangerous. The system works through human curated multi-language or language databases. We went over this before. Off-platform intelligence. See, the problem is with AI is who's training the AI and anyone can train the AI and then the AI goes out and does you know its own will if it becomes sentient and it might start to reason in the way it was trained. So depending on who's training the other AI. Trust and safety teams can help the AI with anomalous cases, allowing it to detect nuances in content that a purely automated system might not otherwise miss, otherwise miss and interpret. So, and here's the actual article from the World Economic Forum. The solution to online abuse, AI plus human intelligence. With 63% of the world's population online, the internet is a mirror of society, speaks all languages, contains every opinion, and hosts, well, right now it contains every opinion, and it hosts a wide range of sometimes unsavory individuals, of course. Like um, Trudeau said, unacceptable opinions. As the internet has evolved, so has the dark world of online harms, trust and safety teams, Platforms responsible for uh, removing abusive content and enforcing platform policies are challenged by an ever-growing list of abuses such as child abuse, extremism, and disinformation, hate speech, and fraud, and increasingly advanced actors misusing platforms. And So they just want to go against contrarians or anybody who is going to question the authority of the corporate world government. And last off, we just have a quick article from Reuters, CIA suit over alleged spying on lawyers, journalists who met Assange. Well, we know this to be true. They wanted to assassinate Assange. 
um, and they want to torture Assange, and they want to abuse the lawyer-client privilege of Assange. A group of journalists and lawyers sued the CIA and its former director, Mike Pompeo, over allegations the intelligence agency spied on them when they were vi visited WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange during his stay in Ecuador's embassy in London. Privacy rights were violated of lawyers by allegedly spying on them. I mean, everybody's spied on, and they don't, <laughs> the CIA or the FBI for that matter, these agencies, they don't consider your rights under the law. Those rights are meant to be violated because it's national security, and national security trumps everything. So there's no need to hide behind the law or your rights or your liberties or anything because as far as they're concerned, they just don't exist. And that's the problem. There's a two-tiered, and there's always been castes in society. If you're in the establishment class, um, the laws of the little people, the protections and civil rights, individual liberties of the little people shouldn't concern you because they are indeed above the law all this talk about people not being above the law there are two sets of laws and that's why there's no justice there's the protected class and the groups that the protected class wants to protect and then the groups that the protected class wants to attack and they remove the hedge of protection that individual liberties afford all men that are supposedly created equal. All right, so for me, Rudy's Revelation. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Getter, Minds. And don't forget to comment down below. Let me know what you think about these stories and my opinions. All right, see ya. This is a conspiracy. You can't handle the truth.